from the YBA Phoenix Fitness 24-7 basketball facility in Rockland, California. It's About That Life podcast with your host, Coach C. Collins and Coach MJ. It's starting. Three, two, one. Let's go. Hey, welcome about that life podcast. I'm Coach C. Collins. Coach MJ, GGT. And we're here to talk basketball life and everything in between. Um, no, we haven't talked to you in a while, but we're glad to be back. We're trying to make sure we uh, try to be a little more consistent, but with everybody's schedule, it's getting a little tougher, right, Mark? Yes, sir, man. <laughs> busy, busy, busy. No, we've, uh, we've, uh, we're busy working hard, uh, obviously, uh, getting through COVID, vaccinations, uh, June 15th, right? Uh hey. Uh, the state's open back up, right? We got all the masks and everything off uh, for those who, if maybe this is your first time listening, we're based out of California, right? So if you're in Florida, you've been living like there's no no pandemic, but, you know, out here in Cali, we, we haven't been living that way. So, you know, that's a good day. Um, I think I saw a report said it was about 40-something uh, people, or I don't want to say 40 million, because I, do I don't know what our population in California mm-hmm. is, but... There's a lot of people with vaccinations right now. That I know. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. But my mom's got hers. My grandma's got hers. So, you know, I'm happy about that. So, um, other than that, what's new, what's new with you, Mark? Man, like I said, uh, summertime. So I know just like you, kids are out. So we're busy training. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, it's going to be my first summer with the AAU thing. And uh, Good luck with that, brother. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, yeah, busy, busy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, again, uh, if you're just listening, this is your first time listening to the episode. We uh, really appreciate those. Um, hit that follow button. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. If you're checking us out on YouTube, um, if you're hitting us on the audio or listening to us on the audio platform, uh, hit that follow button. We will have links to uh, our our Patreon, our Patreon, uh, the Podbean um, website. Everything will be in the descriptions for not only the audio episodes but the youtube stuff uh we really appreciate those who have been listening and supporting again once one small click for you big help to us so if you can do that really appreciate it um so moving forward a couple good things have been happening for for our podcast um we ended up getting a few sponsors so definitely want to cheer for about that one because um they've been uh supporting us big time and uh our people have and where you with the show's evolving it's growing it's getting better and, and i'm really enjoying that and thank you for those who are who are allowing that to happen uh first i want to talk about our big our big major sponsor uh, dr dish dr dish has decided to partner with us they're a great program um a great uh tool to use for for any kid at any level uh if someone doesn't know what that is it's a shooting machine uh they have several versions they have the home the rebel the all-star um, each one comes with its own bells and whistles. Definitely suggest you check them out. Uh, it's a great product to use. I know I've used it myself. I know other uh, clubs and gyms that have used it. The home version is obviously the most affordable and good for any of those out there. So I definitely uh, suggest take out check out Dr. Dish. Um, and the other side, uh, West Coast Takeover. If you're looking for Sacramento-based um AAU tournaments and that are run pretty well and have really good high level uh, competition. I suggest check out West Coast Takeover. Uh, they're they're uh, they're run by Demario Belk. If you need to reach out to him, um, you can go ahead and look him up. Look up West Coast Takeover dot com and it'll pull up right up. Uh, check him out on IG. He's always doing stuff. He does stuff in Sacramento and I know he's done stuff in Utah and other states as well. So uh, please feel free to check him out. 
Uh, last but not least, I want to talk about a Hardwood Palace. If you're looking for tournaments in the Rockland area or if you're out of town and you're looking for a pretty consistent uh level of play and, and obviously a well-run orga organization that's been doing this i want to say at least 10 plus years check out hardwood palace uh go ahead and look up hardwoodpalace.com they're based out of rockland california um let them know about that life podcast sent you uh same with dr dish same with west coast takeover uh they'll hook you up with a nice uh discount also um hardwood palace is really good at having very consistent schedules very organized um good officiating um, all various levels, like definitely go ahead and check them out. Uh, ask for Steve Williams or Grant, they'll hook you up and help you out. Now, with all that out the way, <laughs> no, uh, thanks again for those who are sponsoring and helping us out. It really does help the show. And for those who've signed up for the Patreon and the Patreon, we really do appreciate you. So please keep that up. It, it helps me, Ty, and Mark uh, keep trying to bring consistent and good content to you guys. But with all that being said, I want to lead into my guests. Um, I'll, I'll uh, give you guys her quick bio it's uh it's really really impressive <laughs> and uh after that I'll, I'll introduce who she is so uh she started off officiating at high school level right 2018 2019 while still coaching at Sac City um she's an official now that's but she's a ref, right? She, right. She's a ref now. So we have that clear what she's currently doing, but she's, she's done it all. So from player to coach, um, all the way, uh, to officiating at the NCAA, uh, she coached, um, coaching at, she did this while she was coaching at Sac city, uh, after, you know, she stepped down 2019, 2020, Correct. right. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, she's been, a, let me see, officiating at both the high school and college level and was picked to the, do CIF uh, Division Two NorCal final, right, in 2020? Right. Yeah, 2019, nice. yeah. 2019, nice. Um, you started at Sacramento City in uh, 2014. Yep. Right, and was the head coach for five years, stepping yep. away in 2019. During her tenure, she uh, turned the program around big time. In her second year, she went 22-6. and six. And oh. I'm, as someone who played at Sac City, I know how tough that, <laughs> that conference it's and everything could be. Yeah, it is. Um Finished tied uh, for second in that year, um, overall eight seed, and made it to the Sweet 16 round uh, the California State playoffs, winning the first home playoff game in many years. Uh, started the Sacramento branch of the AAU program, Top Flight Elite, in 2016, right? Helped the players develop, obviously, yep. so you know the AAU side of it. I so <laughs> we're definitely going to talk about that more. Um, started out at uh, Loney Community College, right? Yep there for five years yep. uh head women's basketball coach yep. right uh he says accumulated wow overall win loss record of 105 to 45 yeah not bad uh, coach <laughs> not bad at all <laughs> time. right well 70 percent winning percentage um most successful season coming in 2012 with a record of 24 and 6 and finished with the number four ranking in the state nice, nice. mike and that uh one of the best seasons in ohlone history uh she won, let's see, straight three straight Coast Conferences, South Divisions, championships with a conference season. Uh, was one of the only two coaches in Northern California to be nominated for the Northern California Coach of the Year in 2012. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, see, wait, let's see. So let's talk about you. Yeah, right? That's your, I know. Someone talking I know. About you. I know. I told you. That's why it's like, it's funny. What's so it's all about? Let's talk about, well, outside of that, uh, born and raised in San Jose. Yep. Right. So yep. Bay Area girl. Right. Yep. Um, went to uh, Santa Clara High School. Yep. 
honor student, which is great because our kids need to hear that. We do have sure. youth listeners, so <laughs> they need to know that school's a little important. Um, let's see, uh, starting shooting guard all four years. Yep. Got numerous awards. Okay, now California All-State team in 2000. Uh, after high school, went to San Jose City College. Yep. All right, nice. Got honors there, starting shooting guard. And then transferred to Southern Utah University, yep. where you finished out your college career. And then I, I might have glossed over, but you got your master's, right? I did in uh, 2008. Okay, well... Yeah. Without uh, further ado, let me uh, <laughs> introduce you guys to Julia Allender. Thank you, thank you. No problem, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> Happy to be here. That, Glad you're that here. might that might be out of all our guests one of the best resumes. I know, right? And we've had, we've okay. had some really good guests. Okay, like, I appreciate that. Very impressive resume. I appreciate it. So let's get right into it. Yep. Um, What's your overall experience like with AU? And I mean, obviously, you can pick and pull from when you were coaching it, when you were sure. starting it, as you're officiating it, playing it, like sure. all, all the whole deal. You know what the good points, the bad points, um, you know, your your overall perception of yeah. how it works and the evolution of it. Just give your take on it. Yeah, I mean, it, I've definitely seen it evolved. I obviously played, um, you know, when I played, it, it was v vastly different. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, you had one program in all of Northern California, just about like you had to go to tryouts and, um, you know, there was probably 50, 60 kids and they kept 12 Yeah, and there wasn't these fall off. Well, there wasn't these other programs that just swooped up kids. And like we see today where there's hundreds of AU programs in a, every weekend a there's a new program. Yeah. <laughs> so it was extremely competitive. Um, you know, I started actually the summer of my, oh. <laughs> Turn the, the lights off. I know, right? That's the curtain. Yeah, sorry. Uh, started the summer between <laughs> my first. freshman and sophomore <laughs> Thanks, year. Um, and so at that time, I played up. Okay. And it was an experience because I sat the bench. Oh, wow. Um, and as good as I thought I was and as good as I was, I was sitting behind a lot of high-level D1 kids. Um, and looking back on it... You know, I don't know if it was, should I have played or should I have sat the bench? So that's one of the takeaways. I felt like I probably should have played. I, okay. I, I think getting game experience at the high level, but yet we played, you know, Diana Taurasi back then oh, as nice. I aged myself. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, some really high, you walk into a gym and there's every division one coach sitting in a high school stand. That was the first time when I went, okay, you know, this is bigger than I ever expected it to be. Okay. Um, so then um, from there, I played obviously my junior or the next two summers. Um, and I was a D1 or bus kid because I knew I wanted to coach. Okay. And so that was my big thing. I thought having that on my resume was going to help me to get jobs. Mm -hmm. So um, anyways, so obviously then I went to college, so I wasn't around it. And so when I came back to coach after I graduated from college, I saw how in my opinion, mm -hmm. bad, it turned very quickly. Right. And bad in the fact that I just think there's a lot of unqualified coaches doing it, and I think that's where it starts. Yeah, um, I agree. Totally I agree. think, um, you know, I was thinking about this today of, like, you know, what do people do with their money, right? You have a qualified, you're going to invest, you're going to give your money to an extremely qualified person. What are people doing? What are you going to do with your children? Right. And their futures, because I'm sitting here telling you that, I've seen kids' careers go either direction depending on what program they've chosen to play um, 
because it's free or it's all over social media or there's cameras following them around. Um, So I think that's where it started to take a turn, in my opinion. Um, You know, and it just, I was shocked at how it snowballed, you know, loud gyms with coaches screaming and yelling, not a lot of teaching. And then from there, it just um, continued to get worse. And so that's when I decided to get involved as a coach um, on the AAU side. And so I started the Top Flight Elite SAC mm-hmm. branch, um, had some extremely talented kids come play for me. Uh, I think four or five of them had Division One offers. Cool. Very cool. Um, you did know, you, but I, just, I'm sorry to cut sure. you off. Did you do the um, uh, women's side or boys' side, or did you do a little bit of both? We had both. I didn't. Okay. I coached the boys' side maybe two tournaments, and I went, oh, my God, this is different. Yeah, it's I very mean, different. It is. They yeah. don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> you are right. I Egos like, definitely play a part. Whoa. Um, so I, you know, I had some really good coaches on the boys side. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say, you know, there's obviously some obviously some good AAU programs. There's obviously some good AAU programs in the area. Um, the ones that are teaching the game correctly, the ones that understand what's going to be how it's going to be played at the college level. And I'm here to tell you, having played and officiated at the college level, you know, you don't get cursed out like you hear in AAU tournaments. Yeah. You don't get degraded. They're not mother effing you. They're, you know, um, and I'm shocked sometimes when I'm like, I can't believe parents let their kids play for a coach like this. Right. I mean, absolutely shocked. Um, so, yeah, I mean, now from the officiating standpoint, uh, I've had good and bad experiences. I've had some really bad experiences. I mean, I've been called names where I'm like, I can't believe you right, said right. that to me yeah. and you toss them right um parents coming after you i had two male coaches come after two female officials and i was one of them during a game wow. but on the upside i've had a lot of parents and a lot of coaches come up to me and find me and say you know you do a really good job mm-hmm. thank you um you know do you do higher levels do you right right um, do you have aspirations of whatever no no that's that's good at least with all the horror stories there's a few yeah. positive out there too so, <laughs> so no that that's good and and in case uh some people are wondering out there she's officiated some of my games i have and, and you're easy to work for yeah thank you yeah. thank you and i know we've we've had a few disagreements but i don't think everything i've I don't think I've gone ballistic no, or I anything mean, like that. I've always, I've always tried. I even try a lot of times because everyone thinks I'm just fucking nuts. I try, especially when I speak to officials, I try to calm myself down because sure. I know I can be caught in a moment. I say, can I talk to you, right? Sure. So that's what I try to do. Sure. And I got to, you know, I was a hothead coach for the first four or five years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I got tossed. <laughs> um, and it was finally when I realized I was at, I got asked to speak in front of the officials. I don't know why they chose me because I had the rep, you know, and the, you know, someone, one of the officials said to me, so why don't you take the test we have to take with all the rules? And I'm like, first I got defensive, like, right. you know, I played it. And then I'm like, wait, I've never read the rule book. Right. I know. Right. Funny how that works. And I shut up after that. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, well, that leads right uh, into the next thing I wanted to ask you. I, I did want to ask you about your experience as an official, you know, and, and like you alluded to, uh, where were we talking about earlier with a uh, courtside and hardwood sure. and, you know, wherever else, you know, whatever tournaments or wherever you might have officiated. Um, the, the, obviously, like you said, the NCAA level, sure. the, 
you know, JUCO levels, whatever, just your experience outside of that between the, the, the culture of AAU officiating and obviously college officiating. Sure. I kind of just wanted you to elaborate a little bit on that. Yeah, you know, um, I didn't really start a fishing AAU until COVID, Okay, right? It just it got me out the house, um, right. gave me something to do. I was like, sure, I'll work every weekend. Cool. Um, and, you know, I, if my viewpoint on it was like, this is the only place that I know where it's okay to be a bully, where it's an environment <laughs> created where people are encouraged to bully yeah. and to disrespect and to degrade. Yeah. Um, I can tell you at the college level, it's, it's nothing like that, especially as you get higher, um, you know, they ask questions, sir, do you have moments? Like you said, you, yeah, you know, you're, it, it's competitive. You want to win. You're coaching your kids hard, but they don't curse at you. Right. Um, I never try to cross that line of disrespect. Like yeah. I might yell a point or something, but I, again, I try to catch myself and then I go, Hey, that's my fault for yelling. For sure. Just want to talk to you about this. But I never, I never, me personally, I can, and that's all in person I can speak on. I never try to attack yeah. an official or anything like that. Well, I can guarantee you in an AAU game, we're missing calls. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's, there's no question with two people. Um, it, you got a lot to look right. at, you know, and Hey, we, we, try to get what we can get the obvious stuff keep the game under control and then you have officials at hardwood and courtside <clears throat> who i'm trying to get a lot of my former players to start officiating yeah. and so they're new right right and um we don't allow that we don't allow for beginners um to evolve and it's unfortunate but um yeah i mean i've had experiences at both of your the gyms that you alluded to that yeah. aren't great um and they're typically from. How do I? Go ahead, say it. Trust <laughs> me, you on the right show. You, you don't have to drop names. They're from coaches <laughs> who don't know what they're talking about. Right. I mean, seriously and honestly, even what they're running and they're telling their kids to do, having coached and played, mm -hmm. you know, you just go yeah. like, and then they say something to you. I'm like, who are you, you know? Yeah. Do you are you Shots talking coach. to? Sure. <laughs> um. No, and I and I think coaches need to realize, you know, I don't know, the AU stuff, I try to just, you know, let it roll off my shoulders until you disrespect me. Because mm -hmm. I'm not going to, for $25 an hour. Yeah. It's not, no. It's I'm not, not it. you know, okay. as, it, that's like the least. I, 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 you know, what I charge to train kids yeah. is four times that much right, right, in right. an hour. And what I make in my other job, you know. So. And you're talking to two trainers right here. Right. So trust it's me. like, you know, you don't, not me. Yeah. You know, and um, so, yeah, but again, you know, as you work higher levels, obviously the game's cleaner, so it's easier to officiate. There's three, you have, you're working three persons, so mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to see. Um, coaches ask questions and they ask um, educated questions, intelligent questions, like, hey, what did they do wrong? Or I thought this, or. Right. You know, and so you're like, yeah, okay, I'll take a better look. Or you can let them know that's not what I saw, this is what I saw. You know, and, and they're um, just easier to work for. Cool. Make it more enjoyable. You taking notes, Mark? Because I know <laughs> he he's new to the culture I've, world. I've worked so. his games. Really? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah courtside. Awesome. I worked a couple of them. So okay. I want I want him to learn and take all the yeah, notes. He's I'm, a rookie I'm coach. I'm new so. to all the AU stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're gonna get officials out there that probably don't know the rules. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, I don't think it's a place to 
mother f them yeah and call me a b and you know i just was like yeah no, I agree. I'm glad you you're know. talking about all this because this is the type of this is the part of the reason why I created the show because yeah. I want people to hear this side of. Of course, you can go on the top tier shows like uh, All the Smoke with Matt Barnes yep. and those guys, and and of course that that's the top one percent. You get all yeah. the beautiful stories and all the you know, sure. but it's like there's a path there, sure, and yeah. people need to understand like there's a you know your your players and parents need to be held accountable to everything and i want that i want them to hear all perspectives yeah and parents you know i get you love your child i don't have children so i can't uh say that i understand the love for a child um but we're not out there to harm your children we don't care who wins right um you know but it does not give parents a right to disrespect and and then say something and you, you know, you go to answer the question. I'm not talking to you. Did it? Who did it? I'm like, <laughs> so you're just going to be a coward now that you called me out. Right. Right. And right. I was going to just answer your question. You just exactly. go, I'm just whatever. Nah, well, you handle it. You handle it better, better than most, man. Yeah. Well, you know, I had to take a little break. So I, I can't do this right now. <laughs> I wanted to talk about kind of two, um, what we talked about the other day. Uh, and just, um, do you think, and this is just because I, you know, you've been officiating, you've been coaching long enough. Remember how? I, so, for those who are listening, uh, a few episodes ago, as far as coaches' rise time, me and Coach Tet were sitting down talking about points of emphasis in the post. So, remember how me and you were kind of talking that one Friday? Is there anything you think officials should kind of review a little more um, in as post that, play? No, just period. Like just anything you could point out because you know there's always like a point of emphasis oh. they always like look at or review in a year. I'm just saying after your experience, Reffin, is there something you think might need to be revised a little bit or looked at? Um, anything you, know, you can think of? Sure, it's hard to you know when you're talking about. AAU officials and not all of them. I mean, there's some D1 men officials who are out at Hardwood. Yeah. There's some D2 mm-hmm. um, men's officials. And I don't think coaches or parents would know the difference. And there's some officials who this is the first time officiating. So I think to, and I try to tell some of the assigners like, hey, here's the NC2A video. If you have all of your officials watch this, at least we're all calling the same stuff. Right, right. Um, but in terms of like, at the college level or the high school level. um, I just think coaches and players need to have an understanding of what the rules are like freedom of movement, right? Right, A player comes through the lane. You can't, you can't chuck them. Right. Um, They, they have, they have the freedom to cut the ball handler has the freedom to not be basically touched. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's where we've gotten to. You're right. Um, You know, uh, you know, block charge calls, those have come a long way. And I know, especially on the men's side, um, it was a point of emphasis of, you know, post players trying to go through the chest of defenders. Mm-hmm. Even if the defender doesn't fall. It's still a charge, yeah. yeah you can't, there's right. the displacement factor that mm-hmm. we've gotten to, which, if you put that in the NBA, LeBron doesn't ever score. <laughs> right, right, right. I know True. we got some Laker fans, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got two of them right here, yes. You're absolutely right. Um, so... You know, I don't know. I think the way that if if it's implement it's if it's implemented by all the officials, the way where we're at, it's a much more of an offensive game. Excuse me, game now, mm-hmm. and I think that's what we want. Okay, you know, so I, I don't know that I have. Okay, yeah, no, I just point. curious your perspective. Sure. Um, so you were a college coach, right? Uh-huh. So I want you, you know, circle back to that. Sure. Um, 
you know, and, and you're a player and official. Um, you, you're, to me, that's a very unique perspective because you wore sure. all three hats, right? There's sure. what are, we always say there's four jobs on the court, right? There's, you know, the, the player, the coach, the official, and the fan, right? Sure. So you got to basically be all three, <laughs> right? right. And, and, of course, four because we're all the fan of the game. Sure. Um, you know, do you think overall wearing wearing all three hats has helped you really understand the game at a high level? For sure. Um, I think playing absolutely helped me on the coaching side, you know, just understanding how is the game played at the division one level. I mean, that was my big thing as a coach when I went to recruit Mm -hmm. is I was recruiting kids who were borderline D one kids. Right. Hey, come to me. Right. Uh, Let me help you make especially Sac city. Yeah. Yeah. We get, we get athletes. Yeah. Let me help you make this happen for you. So, um, and then coaching, you know, taking that on the official side is understanding strategy. You, you understand what to expect to come at points of games. You understand when timeouts are going to come. You understand they're running certain offenses. Um, you can pick up tendencies, at least for me and players, because, you know, we just I just watched a ton of film all the time and would do scouts. And so, okay, cool, we have this kind of kid. Um, you know, and, and then having – you for me just understanding what I want to call um and not to interrupt the flow of the game and things of that nature but I don't think that I get at least not anymore as much like caught off guard like oh I didn't expect that to happen because when you get off cart caught off guard you're like oh well what just happened (laughs) (laughs) right um so yeah I, I definitely think you know having you know, a higher level basketball IQ and in a sense of just how the game works and how it flows and different aspects to offenses. What, you know, we talked about the elevator screen, right? right, right, right everyone right. in the gym's freaking yeah, yelling maybe, elevator. We were, we were joking about that. <laughs> yeah. We were laughing because, well, I feel you guys. It's so me and a uh, coach Cole from West coast elite. Um, we were joking and talking about uh, the elevator action. You got, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So uh, the Spurs run it a lot. The Warriors ran it a lot with Steph Curry. So it's like, Basically, um, a guy cuts up, mm-hmm. and the two guys oh, close the screen behind him, doing yeah. that elevator action. And me and Brandon were laughing while she was officiating, so we were kind of joking about it because this one team was running it. And we were like, why is that not a moving screen? Because yeah. that's the only screen you can do where essentially like you're moving into right. somebody and it not be called an offensive foul cuz any other movement is yeah. a legal screen yeah. right so like if i if i if you're coming to get a screen and i'm moving into the yeah. guy as you're that's a moving screen right yeah. but in elevator action you can do that so wow. we were just kind of joking about wow. it laughing about it why so is that's that? a, it's not it, <laughs> it's not the, yeah. the the thing is is so you have to understand as an official right you your responsibility it depends where you're at but you have responsibility for a defender or your primary area mm-hmm. So when you have basically three offensive players getting ready to do one action, you have a lot to look at. You have the primary on-ball defender. Mm -hmm. You have the offensive player with the ball. You have the screeners, and you have their defenders. So to put two eyes on six players. That's tough. It's tough. (laughs) Unless, you know, um, like, and again, game, you know, having that experience, you go, yeah, they were moving. I mean, he never stopped. Right. right? And he kept leaning <laughs> right. and you go, you know, exactly. sorry. Right. Um, I mean, I guess it's like a, I guess some, uh, something like that would be like a, you know, it's like a 50 50, right? Like if the guy's just barreling the d- defender over, then right, that would probably be like an obvious, okay, offensive foul. But if 
the guy maybe moves a half a second sooner and he's just there right in that split second, right? You know, I guess yeah, it's, it's one of those it's, 50 you know, things. It's judgment, you know, yeah. did it, you know, everyone's going to have their opinion on it. But it takes more than one. It's it's it needs to be officiated by one. More mm-hmm. than one official is right. basically what you get. And so in a three-person game, mm-hmm. that becomes easier. You know, I was all the way under the basket and you're like, yeah, it looked like you moved to me, but... right. Of my course. partner's up yeah. there <laughs> and i mean and that's that's why we were joking and yeah. laughing about it because it's just funny because that was just one thing we kind of looking yeah. at it and laughing about it that that's not called necessarily a movie i mean in the league well shit they don't call a lot of stuff no yeah. the, <laughs> that's why you see kids go to screen right and they're like this yeah and yeah. you're like by rule that's illegal yes you know exactly. and then the coaches ah, right like, yeah but i'm not a, even going to talk to you right but again they emulate what they see on tv and the nba the zero step right the hard side step you're just like that's a travel you Mm -hmm. picked up yeah there is no and you can correct me if i'm wrong but there's no gather zero step in high school right yeah oh no yeah that's what i'm like because these kids be practicing that shit i'm like dude that's not in height that's a travel they're like no it's not no it's not i'm like versus when trainers are teaching it yes yes you get cannot, your money back yeah you can't you can't train the zeros if you're training an nba player okay fine so be it or it are a overseas player okay do your thing but please don't teach this to like nine-year-olds but even that you know i don't know if you're familiar with who drew hanlon is he's drew hanlon. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. he's a, right he's a big time nba skills trainer and i was fortunate a few years ago to do his uh, internship program. And so we got on oh, the phone. Wow. Yeah, um, definitely worth it. But if you look at his curriculum mm-hmm. and what he teaches, it's so fundamental. Nice. You know, and he is, in my opinion, the top, you know, skills trainer, Jason Tatum, mm-hmm. you know, Joel Embiid. Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. Jordan Beale. Clarkson. Right. Yeah. Um, so. Anyways. I mean, that's, and, I, and, and that alludes to, I, I, in my opinion, you know, what sets different trainers apart and, and what's your philosophy like, like for um, Mark and, you know, always correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I, I believe his philosophy is big on the mental aspect of the game. Sure. He really focuses on, you know, digesting film and can you deal with adversity? Can you, you know, rise above like the mentally? Not, sure. I mean, he does the physical stuff. Great. But I think that's his point of emphasis. My point of emphasis is, um, because uh, I'm a kinesiology major, so sure. mine is on body mechanics, sure, right? Body sure. mechanics, nervous system, cardiovascular system, all that good stuff. So, but I, but I am a strong believer in the fundamentals as the foundation yeah. of everything. And some trainers do, and some don't. I mean, you know, I mean, each his own, right? What kid in high school is going to have an eight foot wide scoring space to get <laughs> eight dribbles off? Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much how it works. Yeah. So, you know, for those listening, uh, uh, think about those things when you're when you're thinking about your trainers and things like that. But uh, but that, that's that's also another topic of we're going to talk about more and more when it comes to the training field sure. and all that stuff, too. Sure, sure. So I wanted to talk about kind of just um You've been helping with Coach Tet yeah. and his women's run, so shout yeah. out to Coach Tet. You know, definitely shout out to uh, Coach Tet. Um, great brother, definitely a big advocate um, of women's basketball and women's open runs and women's everything, right? Yeah. Which as you know, and he's been very successful at it. And I've always tried to help him in any way I can too. Obviously, I'm more on the men's side, but I still try to help sure. any way I can. Um, 
I was kind of curious as a woman, as a former player, you know, what do you think there needs to be kind of more access for women's runs and things like that? I mean, that's why, you know, I came up with the idea of even for this here at the YBA facility. But, um, you know, obviously we'd love to see things like that at Hardwood sure. or Corsair or anything like that. I'm just curious of your opinion on it. Absolutely. I mean, um, way back when, when I was getting into high school, you know, every local junior college would open their doors mm-hmm. on a weekday, whatever, and there'd be like a hundred kids, nice. oh. um, three courts running. And if you lost, you sat for like a half <laughs> hour to get back on. But every, every D1 kid, like we're starting to see here, you know, you're home for the summer. Mm-hmm. And I was, when I started, I was an eighth grader. And getting that experience and, and that play with the higher level kids, I mean, it just was priceless. Yeah, um, so absolutely, I mean, I tried to do that when I was at Sac City, but you get so handcuffed with gym use yeah. and all that other stuff. And, and it's mainly because of liability, I think, right? Yep. They don't want this to be liable. This and, uh, and to be fair, we are in California, which is clearly right. one of the most strictest states for everything gun laws you know liability laws like everything there's right. someone's always suing somebody so everybody's afraid to do anything right For sure so you know it, it's it, it is tough but um I, I do like what uh you and, and coach ted are doing the um that's all ted i just show up just well. to support him and, and that, that's all him and he does a great job for those kids and um he's one of the best in my opinion um girls basketball coaches and the or women's basketball coaches he understands the game the right way and um he loves those kids he's a recurring guest on our show so yeah. <laughs> it's a splash with coach tip man he's a he's a, he's a savant so <laughs> exactly look at him. <laughs> he, um so uh with i'm and this is just kind of more curious when you were coaching sure. uh uh girls when you were coaching women's basketball um did you encourage them I mean, for you and your experience, did you play with boys when you could? And did you encourage your girls to kind of play with boys to, you know, sure. uh, acclimate and make their game better? Yeah, I mean, that's how I learned to play. Um, you know, we grew up across the street from a high school. Mm-hmm. So, you know, back then you're home alone in the summers. And I had a neighbor friend and we would go across the street and he taught me how to play basketball. Then we would go down to the park and we would just run um, and you just figure things out. Nice. You know, and I think that's um, my ability to shoot and, and, and learn to score and things of that nature definitely came from that. Um, and then even when I was in high school, I would scrimmage with the boys team, you know, uh, just to get challenged. I found out how slow I was in <laughs> to them. But um, I think it's great for women, you know, um, uh, you know, we both know Jada Lewis, and that's yeah, how she course, came up playing. And, yeah. and I think you can see that her game is separated from mm-hmm. a lot of the high school kids. Yeah, no, let me get a <laughs> uh, splash for her because she uh, she's definitely evolved her game, and I'm proud of her big time. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I think as long as you obviously have the physicality difference, so as long as you're not going to get injured because, mm-hmm. you know, males can get a little more yeah. – Right, intense no yeah. and competitive, and they especially don't want to be beat yeah, by yeah, a girl. Y'all kicking their ass. <laughs> they damn sure, they damn sure feel some type of way about that. I, so. so, I have a question. So, do yeah. you feel, um, because, because, like for me, like I train a lot of guys, but I do have a couple girls, and I'm starting to get into that and trying to understand that more. And since I have a lot of guys, you know, and I only have, 
I have like four girls that I train. And so sometimes, of course, I mix them together. Sure. Compared to a girl who trains, let's say an eighth grade girl who trains with boys for years compared to a girl who doesn't train with boys, do you feel the girl who trains with the boys over the years compared to the girl who doesn't train with boys has the upper edge as time goes on with development? Or do you feel that the other girl who doesn't train with boys can still either be there with the other girl or maybe even be ahead? How, what do you think yeah, about I mean, that? I think that's a tough question. I think um, obviously, yes, that the girl training with boys, mm -hmm. as long as the boys are good, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, in an ideal situation that... And the training's correct, and yeah. I'm not doubting your training mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. That he yeah. sucks, don't worry. <laughs> you know, boys are innately gonna be faster; they're uh -huh. gonna be stronger. Mm -hmm. So you you learn to do things at a higher mm -hmm. rate with less time. Yeah. Um, do I think a girl training with girls could mm -hmm. get that? Sure, in yeah. the right with the right trainer in the mm -hmm. right um, setting. But mm -hmm. I think the obvious answer, and correctly, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean a girl probably training with boys mm -hmm. probably is going to have the upper edge nice. in okay. my opinion. So what's, what's, what's the end game? Huh? What's, what's the, what's the end game Jules? <laughs> where, where, where are we going with this uh, basketball thing? You know, five years from now, I know sure. we talked about you definitely wanting to move up in the sure. ranks for the uh, officiating side of it, but where, where ideally would you like to be? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I want to do it all. I'm nice. kind of one of those. I don't come in quiet. I come in loud. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, you know, I got into money management, so I'm enjoying that and helping people that way. I obviously love the game. I always get drawn back to it. I love wa working with kids. Um, you know, I'd love to start working with college kids, you know, when they come home. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I worked with jada throughout the year and nice. the other kid brandy huff hines who was at csun who played for me at sac city very cool um and so i i like to keep growing you know and i think that's one of the reasons why i stepped down from sac city is it just plateaued for me okay. you know um and i wanted more freedom in my life and things of that nature so i don't know i want to be the best at where i'm at as an official um and otherwise and where that takes me it takes me um i'm thinking about trying to jump over to the men's side on the college level very cool um, just to get different feel for the game it's a nice challenge um yeah and i like to be challenged right. and um yeah i mean i don't know you want to see where it goes <laughs> yeah so moving on we are gonna have some hot takes right so we're gonna talk about uh the media thing Right, just want to reiterate it again. It's June fifteenth. Masks don't have to be worn. Uh, yeah. Seems like the states getting the the handcuffs taken off a little bit. Um, how do we feel about that? Where are we at on that? Finally, right. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> <Damn>. I'm with <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think overall it's a good thing. I mean, California obviously with you know Governor Newsom. Not going to get super political, but hey, at least now we can get a little bit of freedom and you know go from there. So. And I walk into stores and I'm like, do I have to wear this? Right. <laughs> exactly. Oh right. <laughs> Feel, feels a little, obviously we still got a ways to go, but it's feeling like it's getting a little more, a little more back to normal. Um, the only other thing I want to bring up for my, my own thing, my, my eighth grade group uh, started their transition into high school. You've seen that hey, group before. Yes, so I'm, I'm happy for them. Um, a lot of them are going to uh, Rockland high. Okay. So, you oh, know, I had one of their games. Last yeah. Weekend. Yeah. They're good. So, <laughs> yeah if you see um 
my freshman play, you'll see a lot of good freshman play. Um, or, well, eighth grade about to be freshman, whatever. But uh, I think they're going to win a state title, man, in a couple Ooh. years. I, I'm going to say that now. <laughs> I probably shouldn't. Okay. Because, you know. Speaking to existence. Yeah, exactly. Speaking to I think they're going to win a state title pretty soon. But, Dope. you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens with there. <sighs> Sorry, need a little bit of water. But um, let's go straight to the NBA. Right, mm. I know you know we gotta talk about the tough one, fellas. Yeah, y'all uh, um, <laughs> eliminate my Warriors, so I can't be. Well, <laughs> technically, y'all didn't eliminate them, but y'all started the process. So a little play in game. Them gonna, uh, go all the way. Yeah. True, true. Right. But um, War uh, Lakers out, uh, Warriors out. Uh, first playoffs in ten, what ten, ten years? years? Yeah, yeah, without uh LeBron or Curry. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, right? Yeah. I don't know if that. Well, Curry's not that old, but still. <laughs> but I, yeah, yeah, but that, that's definitely uh, starting to show a transition in the era, right? It's yeah. uh, it's it, that's a huge uh, like reflection. Like, damn, it, it's it's starting to happen. For sure. Um, you know, uh, it's man, it's injuries, bro. Right. That's what I was gonna say. Wait, how you feel it's about this part? He is even, a diehard even, Lakers fan, so even I know for your Warriors. Right? Clay Thompson, give me get, exactly. if we had Clay Thompson, yes. bro. Yeah, no we're Clay. a different Wiseman. team. Wiseman. Yeah, man, Wiseman. Oh, we needed him, man. Yeah. And Wiseman is such. Oh, I like yeah, that kid ceiling. I know, sure. man. Yeah. It's just rough. Jules, who's your team? Yeah. I'm a Warrior fan. Warrior, see, oh, thank you. See, good job. Two, 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 two. We made it through the rough years because yes. it was rough. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah we, oh, rough. you know as well as I do, it was bad. Uh, <laughs> they were giving tickets away oof. and people were like, mm, my dad I'm good. Got, they, my dad and my brother go to a game, nosebleeds. Yeah. No one in the arena, they walk up, go, you're going to be our uh, hey. courtside <laughs> right. guests. Uh, right, during the, during the, uh, wow. the prime Wait. years after right. that. Yeah, right. You couldn't <laughs> even get a courtside ticket unless you knew somebody. So it, it's, it's pretty interesting seeing that transition. Hmm. But, um, yeah, well, I, one thing I wanted to talk about that I thought was interesting. Let me pull it up. Okay, so um, it just it kind of showed up on my feed while I was like, just looking through Instagram and things like that on um, blackenterprise.com. I guess they took a poll and they said LeBron is the most hated player in the NBA, like Jeez. by far number two being Kyrie Irving. Not surprised. By the players? Huh? By the players? No, by fans. Okay. By fans. No, not by, not by that. <laughs> that was like, <laughs> right? <laughs> Talking to the mic, Ty. <laughs> so we hear you, bro. <laughs> yeah, Ty's a part of the show now, y'all. So, <laughs> but no, um, yeah, I just wonder what y'all thought about why all the hate, man. I, I don't hate LeBron. Me personally, I I I don't hate him. Do now again the goat conversation. We've had that conversation. Don't think he's the goat, but but uh, hate him? No, no way. I, don't, I just don't see the how antics. you could hate this it's guy. The antics, but. it's the you I, know the flopping. Yes. It's, he's a great player. It's just the extra stuff. Yeah, I agree. you know what I'm saying. Like that's yeah. You know the. the it's the flopping. Right. The leaving the five, min yeah. five, five, five <laughs> minutes, six minutes left in the game, and you yes. leave to go. Yeah. Like, come on, yeah, man. It's the optics that, of that it. stuff as, as a fan. And every time. Like, yeah, you play. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Right. Foul. <laughs> He's, you know, yeah. running right. every time. Every, yeah. Yeah. You just yeah. go, all right. Yeah. It, it is the optics of it. But do you think um, do you think he's just a reflection of the culture of what basketball shifted into? Or is it just kind of his personality? Not. I hope not. I mean, okay. Steph isn't that. I mean, I don't know any other player really. Maybe 
I don't know who Dwight Howard is. He cried a lot, but he was a, <laughs> true. He was a Laker. True. Yeah, it's true. Uh, it's true. I mean, Katie's not like that. No, Steph's not, not like that. Kawhi's not. Kawhi definitely not. is not. Kawhi no, barely no, talks. Right? Yeah. Giannis isn't like Gian- that. Derrick Rose. I, Luca is, though. Yeah, Luca's. Yeah, Luca. he's a little prima donna. But, yeah, I mean, it's maybe it's a personality thing, right? Maybe it's just. I'd I don't say know. so, I guess. I don't no. know. Kobe ain't like that. No, Kobe was Jordan wasn't like that. <laughs> that is very I true. Agree. And that, and those again, I think those are the little things that sure enter the goat conversation, right? Oh, absolutely. Because of course, if we go sheer numbers, and again, that's why it's this argument so it's so interpretive. Because okay, you want to say sheer numbers, titles, blah blah blah. Well, then you talk about Bill Russell and Kareem, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, those right. guys aren't even in the conversation. If you want right. to talk sheer sheer numbers, then you're talking Wilt. Right. Yeah. But we don't talk about them in the GOAT conversation. So, you know what I'm saying? It's just, Le- I don't know. LeBron's thing is about, just from what I've just seen over the years, it's, it's going to be the longevity. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what he, he can't catch up to Jordan. He ain't going to catch up to Bill. I believe he's going to play until he's 40 plus. I believe that. You Spot know what I'm saying? Him. I think next year he's going to give it to AD. I feel like that's what's going to keep him. Let me pass Kareem. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I can get one or two more titles if I just stay in shape. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Jordan stopped. Kobe stopped. I think he's going to keep playing. Because, again, he's 36. Mm-hmm. Besides the ankle, he looked good at 36 compared yeah, to most 36-year-olds. No, he, he absolutely So does. I think that's what's going to his, – his argument, I've been doing this longer. So I think that's what he's going to use, and I can't blame him. You know, he takes yeah. care of his body. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's definitely – well, I, I say to my athletes all the time, if you want an example of maximizing, yeah. he, he is an example. Because sure. think about it. The things Jordan did, he was doing that while yep. gambling, drinking, yeah, and smoking right. cigars. Three, right? hour, yes. three hours of sleep. Exactly. He Now imagine if he took care of his body the oh way LeBron did. Right. If he had the yeah, if he had the science, like even the cryos and all, because again, they were. I mean, for the '90s, yeah, he had all the tech. But we've come so much further ahead now. Now you give Jordan access to all that and the mental Mm -hmm. discipline to take care of himself. That's Mm -hmm. a scary guy. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's the crazy part. So I always tell my players, like, if you want an example of someone who's really like pulling it, him and um, Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like those are the two guys you got to look at. 12. Yeah, you got to look at like, dude, if you get to that highest level and you take care of yourself the right way, these are the guys to look at. Even though I'm a, I'm a, of course, diehard Laker fan, I'm, I'm Kobe fan. The thing, the thing that I do take from LeBron for me personally, you know, going to be 34 next month, being able to train and keep up with my kids is, you know, like I said, I wake up 430 every morning to work out. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that I take from LeBron is like, okay, he's 36. Okay. I don't got millions of dollars, but it's the discipline of yeah. staying yeah. consistent, of eating right, yeah. lifting weights, working on your body. So that is one thing I'll take from him. You know what I'm saying? The the crying and the and the flopping. I don't do that. But <laughs> but the way he takes care of the body and the self-discipline, like I love that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I try to use that for myself and my lifestyle. And I think it's very cool. I um well I want to talk well, moving on to the other teams. Um I the you look at the Suns and obviously they look great right now. I mean yes. Jesus, Chris Paul. How does Paul. one player just Man, just he's elevates 36. the team. I know, right? <laughs> he's 36. He elevates the team yeah. to a whole nother level. And then, yeah. um, obviously, they just got rid of um, uh, uh, Joker, right? They got yeah. they, they swept, swept them. them. Um, I can't remember the last time an MVP got swept. 
Yeah, so I say, yeah, sons of four. Yeah, when the dude beat the hell, you saw that when he beat the hell out that stand. Lord there was a fight in the stands, and the dude was punching the dude. And he was I like, he's like sons of four. I was like, what? he got to stay. Security was like that. I was like, all right, well, but he's right. Um, well, I, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, uh, Nikolo uh, Jokic. Um, he, to me, he is a very interesting MVP. Mainly for a couple of factors, and you know, I'll, I'll state my side of it and what I think. Uh, Rusty Buckets, a uh, YouTuber I follow and podcast guy I follow, um, he had a really interesting take too. Um, it's been a long time since a big, right? A uh, big has mm -hmm. gotten MVP. Um, obviously, you know, you could be from the like Nick Wright camp where you're just total dumbasses and they're like, well, Chris Paul deserve MVP. Um, no disrespect to Chris Paul or anything he's doing, but Jokic was by far a better player, if we're talking player, than uh, what, what Chris Paul is doing. Chris Paul elevated his team, right. no doubt, but um, who, who was a better pair? But I just think um, it, it was just strange with him because it, it, usually it's like, you usually when they pick the MVP, it just feels like, okay, yeah, this is clearly right. the guy. I just feel like with him, you didn't get that same feeling. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't, I, he that's wasn't the, best the sexy pit. Right, at right, at all, at all, right? But if you know basketball. Yeah. But if Jamal Murray stayed healthy, he might have been yeah. the yeah. sexy that's true. pick because mm -hmm. that's true. the team would have been playing at a yes. higher caliber. And there's kind of come some interesting fun facts with him that I kind of looked up. Um, He's the lowest he he was the lowest draft pick ever to win MVP because yep. um, he went in the round. second round. 42, I think. Yeah, 42. Before pick. him, I think, was Giannis, and Giannis was number 15 in the first. So he was uh, literally the lowest. You know what I mean? There's just, right. like, the strangeness to him being MVP. And, again, I think he, he deserved it because he yeah. did play out his mind. But it's just, um, yeah, just a little fun thing I wanted to throw out there. Uh, the, going back to the Clippers, um, the other L.A. team, uh, you know, they seem like they're they're firing. They, yeah, they're they're being who we thought they could be. You know what I mean? I don't know if Kawhi just said, "I'm tired of this shit," and <laughs> you know, they they call him the Terminator, the robot, and he finally just kicked it in. I, yeah. I don't know. I think that's uh, going to be interesting. Well, what do you guys think? Or you, who who wins this? I'm still hating. I'm a Laker fan. So <laughs> if the Clippers, like I'm hoping Phoenix goes all the way from the West. Okay. But I love Kawhi. I'm, I'm a big Kawhi fan. You know what I'm saying? San Diego State, 619. But it's the Clippers. Like, nah, we out in the Clippers. Nah, but nah, man, they looking good. You know, we'll see. We'll, we'll, so far, Clippers got two at home. Utah got two at home. They're going back to Utah. So we're going to see what's going to happen with that. But I don't know, man. Okay. Like, fuck the Clippers. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got to pick jewels. You care. Right, I like to you, see yeah. Utah win. Okay. Um, I'm at school in Utah, but I don't know. I like uh, Mitchell. Okay. Yeah. No, uh, I'm no not doubt. a big PG fan. <laughs> not a big. Uh, I don't think a lot of people are. Who's that other guy? The defender. Beverly. Beverly. You're not a Beverly, Beverly. fan. <laughs> it's like every bad A you kid. Something. I'm like, oh, I whack him so quick. I like that. I like that. That's the greatest. <laughs> said every bad A you kid. That's a good one. I like that. I um I thought this was another interesting storyline. And before we move on to everything else, was um with the Mavs, uh with um, uh yeah. Porzingis and um Luca. Mm -hmm. uh, more and more is coming out. Um, they don't get along that much. You know what I mean? Um, Mark Cuban, they talked to him. He kind of talked about it but made light of it. He said, yeah, they're just kind of different. It's going to take them time to grow. He compared it to Dirk 
Nowinski and Jason Ter- Jason Terry. He said those two didn't like each other at first, and it took a while to grow. And obviously, they ended up winning a championship. Um, I, I wonder, do you think uh, it's more to it than that? You think uh, Porzingis just feels some type of way about Luca getting all the shine? I think it's more of just Porzingis isn't that number two guy. Like mm-hmm. he's not. They're not going to give if Luca's out the game. You're not going to give it to Porzingis to carry the load. Like I don't yeah. think to me. Maybe he can do more. I think it's the system. I think you have to bring in another superstar for Luca in order for him to win a championship. I don't think Porzingis is that guy. Like he spots up and shoots threes. That's you know basically what they've turned him into, right? Yeah, that's true too. It's the coaching system, I think. But I don't. Plus, he's injury prone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. And I think I, you can tell that he wants more of a role. You know what I'm saying? But it's Luca's team. You know, so I don't know. I think it's going to be about making Luca happy. <laughs> yeah, he's Instead the making Porzingis happy. I mean, what is he? 22, 23? Yeah, yeah. Like young that kid, crazy, man. Bro. Young kid. I think he takes way too many shots. Okay. Yeah, that's nice. my opinion. He <laughs> just for them to win, he takes way too many shots, and so he's what James Harden used to be on the Rockets. There you go. Yeah, I mean, he <laughs> talks much. a lot. He right. takes a lot of shots. You just go. Yeah. So, I, I agree. But I agree sure. with Mark in terms of I think they need another scorer. He needs help. Mm-hmm. Well, you got Timmy Hardaway. Who True. And I think the, he's the second best player on that team, yeah, honestly. Sure. Okay. If you look at just stats and production. There's but, a strong case for that. Put your big old self underneath the basket. Right? 7-3? <laughs> but, you know, I think he should. I, I think because I heard his grumbling after the game a couple yeah. times. I mean, I think he should have got a little more love for Man. sure. True. I think it would have taken some pressure off Luka. And, for sure. Definitely. You're right. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how that storyline yeah. manifests, right? Because you know, ran some random trade or something. You Warriors know. will take them. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know it would. Lakers um, will take them. <laughs> <laughs> I um. So I want to get back to uh, AAU, right? Uh, July's coming up. Uh, live period events, high level tournaments are kicking back. Obviously, uh, it seems the country. I mean, California. I feel like was the last state to figure it out, but the country's opened up. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to it for me. Uh, got a really, really good month planned out. I'm going to be all over the place. Uh, L.A., the Bay Area, um, Arizona, uh, Vegas. Vegas is always a really good one, Bigfoot. Um, and even potentially Chicago. That wow. might be the furthest I go. So what about you, Mark? So, what you got planned? Well, I was going to ask you, because like I said, it's going to be my first summer in I ain't trying to do all that, but <laughs> I've been say, doing I this a long that. time. Yeah, like I'm more focused just on the development side. But for you, so what is it? So I'm assuming with July, is it basically every weekend? So I'm assuming. So the way it works, um, and and it's good you asked that because there might be some people that are wondering how does this all work. Um, so there's two weekends. You have to think NCAA, or you have to think Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three. So. The live period is mainly for Division One in terms okay. of when they say live period. Mm-hmm. What they're basically saying is these are select weekends. Those Division Ones can go to events, mm-hmm. go look at kids, you know, get mm-hmm. information, potentially talk to coaches without, you know, being getting in trouble, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the weekend, there's, there's two weekends in July. Uh, one is uh, July 8th through the 11th. Mm-hmm. The other one is the 21st through the 25th. Division two has the entire month. Okay. They can talk all of July. Yeah. They can they can 
say what's up, watch the kids, whatever. Division three and NAIs basically have no fucking rules. Yeah, I was going to say all yeah. year. Viewing they have all year. Viewing period is all year. Yeah, viewing, viewing period, JCs, it's yeah. shit. It's the Wild West. It's all year for those yeah. three. Yeah. And obviously, Division three is mainly high academic, so yeah. they don't necessarily have athletic scholarships, but they find ways to get you money. You know yeah. what I mean? But most of those kids, like, again, like a Milo on my AAU yeah. team. Milo has a 4.3 GPA, yeah. takes college classes, and he's, like, his IQ is like ridiculous. He's like clinically a genius. So, and his dream school is, um, uh, it's the, it's an engineering school in LA. Uh, is it, is it, uh, tech just told me. Um, you know, it's, it's tech. No, something tech. It is yeah. something. To, I don't know why. I don't, it's not like L.A. Tech, but it's something. I was gonna say that. Yeah, it's a, but tech. it is. It is yeah, something yeah, yeah. like. But basically, it's a super high level engineering yeah. school. He's gonna go there because he's essentially a Division two player. He'll probably go there, be kill it, be an All American in Division three, and be set for life. Mm. He's gonna win in life. Yeah, <laughs> like that's, that's, that's the end goal. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's who cares if he's if he's yeah. at Division Two one. He's gonna win in fucking life. He's yeah. gonna be some some Division One athlete's boss yeah. <laughs> eventually. Like that's basically so there. Are, so there are you know kids like that. But yeah. think of it like that. Uh, those two weekends are basically dedicated for Division One, Division Two, and Three, and NAIs pretty much can do all of July. Mm -hmm. So, but yes, to answer your question, the month of July is basically where colleges are going to be at these larger events. Now, distinguishing which ones are the real events they're going to be at, because if you talk to any director, uh, the director of Bigfoot, the director of Hoop Source, the director of Prep Hoops, the director of whatever west coast league they're all going to tell you the same thing oh yeah i got colleges coming oh yeah colleges are coming yeah colleges yeah no plenty of colleges oh they're, chris trust me they're all coming <laughs> so you can't really believe them like yeah. they're not gonna necessarily tell you the truth i i've very, never had a director say oh yeah no colleges are gonna be here bro you should go somewhere else i've never had that mm -hmm. so you know you kind of have to decide and distinguish which is which and it is kind of a roll of the dice man it's mm -hmm. kind of a gamble yeah but you do look at the history of some of these uh, directors programs like bigfoot is obviously a big one that's been around for i believe at least 20 years and they're pretty consistent they're the equivalent of peach jam right okay. in the west coast um but you know peach jam which is exclusively for nike yeah. eybl bigfoot's open to everybody okay. and i've seen teams from all over the world i remember a team that came from france and they had like four seven footers and yeah it was crazy and they ended up losing in the semifinals wow. i was like who the fuck beat that team <laughs> like Damn. you know what i'm saying i was like but that's that's the bigfoot's a really big one and so, it's really fun too so for you going into july so are you basically going to every weekend every weekend okay. every weekend bro. Okay. every weekend uh we're doing yeah. something and every weekend is me see like i told you before and i think i've talked about it on the show before and, mm -hmm. and jules i think you can attest to kind of this stuff too coaching is the easiest part for me at this juncture right because i have to come up with the schedule talk to the parents about pricing because plenty of them are going to bitch about it um which we'll talk more about <laughs> later in the show I got to talk to college coaches, right? Especially because yeah. I'm an assistant coach at American River College. I can kind of use that as a free pass to go sit with college coaches and talk, you know what I mean? So I'm doing a lot of networking in those weekends. The easy part is when I'm just coaching the game because mm -hmm. I'm just focused on the game. As soon as it ends, I'm getting, looking at my text messages, looking, yeah. hey, Chris, who was such and such? Who was such and such? Who was, you know, you're doing a lot of 
outside work and logistics. That's why it's great if you can have like an assistant coach or someone who can help mm-hmm. you with that. Yeah. But realistically, um, most won't do that because they're not dedicated to doing that. There's yeah. there, there's some coaches um, in this AAU stuff that are here just for the clout and just for the, yeah. you know, I want to, you know, peach jam. I want Bigfoot. And, you know, that's all they care about. Yeah. And for me, it's more I'm invested in my kids. I can I, I can go to Bigfoot. We could go 0 and 4. Yeah. But if out of my 10 kids, eight of them got college offers, we won. In my opinion, right. you know what I mean? The competitor yeah. in me doesn't want to lose, sure. of yeah. course. That's always the hard Right? That, that's, yeah. The competitor in me never wants to fucking lose. But if I, I walked away and, you know, each one of my kids came away with two to three offers and some colleges hitting me up about them, that, I, yeah, that's a win for me. I have to always remember and remind myself that on the drive, on the 12-hour drive home. <laughs> Shit. So, you know. I that, don't miss that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And that's funny that you said because that is exactly what I'm fucking working on. <laughs> I swear to God, it's like I was, no, because like I said, like so with the AU stuff, like I for me, like so for me, what I do, you know, what, what I just started doing the AU, like I, I I use it more for like a training tool. Sure, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I'm not really all into the AU stuff either. Like I don't even like the coaching. <laughs> like that's why I got assistant coaches to help me with that. But for me, because I'm with my kids all the time with the training, again, like I'm big with the mental. I know what AAU does for the recruiting side of it. But for me, is trying to use that AAU stuff is what we work on in the lab. These AAU games is basically practice for me, for mm-hmm. you guys. But the thing is, as you said, as a competitor, because this past weekend we went 0-3. <laughs> I guess some, some trash teams. Hold on. What would you say? <laughs> went, I won't lie. I won't lie. We went 0-3 against some trash teams. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And I've been picky about what tournaments. We've been doing a lot of local stuff because I'm looking at it as a development thing. I'm not trying to put us in no Oakland Soldier thing right now. Like, I've been telling my kids, like, if you, if you guys can't beat these local teams, yeah. there's no point. And you got to work time, your way up. Absolutely. If we're not working on the things that we've been doing and you're not doing it in the games. So that's been hard for me lately just because, you know, from a development point, like, all right, you know, this is the development side. But as a competitor, I'm like, damn, bro, how... How are we now at least win one game, you know, and then like trying to talk to them and it's like back to the lab, you know. So that's that's for me, that's the tough part because I, I can understand if I wasn't doing the AU stuff, I'm just working with them in the lab knowing like, okay, they're playing with other AU coaches they're going with their high school teams so I can just watch from afar. But to me, I don't know. Like I said, I can't, I like the AU stuff because I get to – I see the politics when I have a kid that goes to a high school. They don't use them. They don't use them right. The politics, the favoritism. But then, okay, let's play on this tournament. Mm-hmm. They, they use you in the post. We've been working on the handle and the jumper, and they're a whole different person. They're confident. They right. go back. So that's kind of how I kind of use it. But then again, it's like I said, as a former player – I hate losing. So that's the thing that I'm trying to figure out. Like, how do I get that balance? So, and I know you guys have been doing it longer. Yeah, well, she's coached at the collegiate level. Keep so the purpose above yeah. the win. That's how I, okay. yeah. I took it with AU. I think it's tough because you have, I mean, we had two practices a week yeah. and you get them. I mean, I told my kids after high school, take four weeks off. Mm-hmm. Just that, don't pick up a ball. I like that. You need your body needs it, especially yeah. females. They just mm-hmm. get they're so injury p- prone. But mm-hmm. I took my L's early and came July. I mean, for me as a coach, when I would go recruit, I walk into a gym and I it would take me all of like four or five possessions to go. That kid can play. 
Mm. Now it's everything else mm. that you're looking at. You know how you know how do they talk to their teammates? How do that? What happens when they turn it over? Blah, yeah. You know, so on and so forth. What are their feet look like? Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad you mentioned in that because we preach and we talk about it on the show all the time how body language yeah. is important oh, and being huge. a good teammate is important. But they, you know, when you talk to the kids or parents, they think like you. You don't know the fuck you talk about. You just saying that like no like. It's so easy <laughs> to spot talent. You, mm-hmm. you've, you've seen so many games. You just and especially if you know it, wherever you're coming from, you know what system you're running. Um, and, and so I would take my L's early and continue to do what's right mm-hmm. because my AU teams always we took you know L's in spring and I'm like Ugh, yeah. right, but yeah. five in five out. I played every kid. Yeah. Um, and then come July, yeah. I was like, oh, I mean, we won national tournaments and we nice. were in chicago i nice. mean that was like yeah chicago's you know. big on the women's side too Oof. i've been there I've, I've i was there as a guest but i saw it it's huge out there like chicago Man, that's money yeah <laughs> yeah chicago. but yeah every division one school in the country is there yeah and high majority at the division two but you know i think at the division one level you know they recruit four years out yeah you know so they're looking at what are we 2025s Interesting. You know, um, unless they a kid falls off or a kid transfers and now they got to fill a hole. But that's how far ahead. And I'm sure, especially on the men's side, mm-hmm. it's uh, a lot more competitive on the women's side. Can a, can a school take an offer back from a kid? Sure. Mm-hmm. They can do that? Absolutely. Not if they've signed their NLI. Um, I think that's the binding contract for that one year. Okay. They get um, it's a one it's a year to year. So don't yeah. think now do I think colleges should be yanking scholarships? No, unless yeah. the kid completely just yeah. screws up, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. um Well that is a possibility. Like if a kid is who's supposed to finish high school in twenty twenty three but already has an offer, just a you know, just an offer, no no verbal, no nothing, but they can take that away. Oh, an offer is, yeah. n- that's nothing. Okay. I mean, you have to remember, we talked about it with Tet, funny, yeah. but remember, there's levels to this, right? An yeah. offer is, so like when, and this is kind of why I hate social media a little bit, because <laughs> I guess, you know, like, okay, they'll take a kid, I won't say names, but sure. they'll take a kid, freshman kid, right? Um, well, I could say one because I love her to death and I train her anyway. Harper, right? Harper's girl in our club who we yeah. think, well, you mm-hmm. know, Harper. Know we, Harper. We see the potential, mm-hmm. no doubt. Um, she's got an offer from Cal, an offer from Arizona. Hey. Uh, it was, uh, I think Stanford. No, I could uh, be I wrong. I remember. Because she plays for Team Kid. Yeah, kid, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Team Kid. But she plays for Jason Kidd's program. Right. So let's make it clear what this offer is. Um, basically, the head coach. Um, have said to her, hey, when you're a junior, you're ready to sign, mm-hmm. we got a spot for you. That's an offer. That no. That's an offer. No. Is it binding? Is it contractually like you have to do this? No, okay. absolutely not. Because even after you get that offer, you this is what players and especially boys fuck up. Social you, media? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you get those offers, you post it on social media. Yeah. Okay, fine. You want to market yourself, fine. But then they stop communicating with those coaches. Mm. They just post that because the assistant coach at uh, um, 
let's just say Cal. The assistant coach at Cal saw you at a tournament, at a West Coast Elite tournament, said, man, I really like you. Um, we got a spot for you when you become a junior. So you immediately make the little graphic, post it, and, they're re and you're right. You did get an offer, but then you stop talking to him for the next two years. You're not calling this guy. You're not maintaining that relationship. Do you think they're still fixated on you? Now, again, there's the exceptions. There are outliers. Let's make this clear, people. I'm not talking about the top 20 ESPN right. recruits yeah. who could potentially go to the G League who are NBA projected. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the normal high-level athletes, not the exceptional high-level athletes. Right. I want to make that clear because some people will disagree what I'm saying. I'm talking about the exceptional athletes who – could play at a cow or somewhere like there but they don't maintain that relationship so as they're not maintaining that relationship those coaches are looking at other players those coaches are looking at other players around the country and those coaches will see the guys who are serious and still calling the coach hey coach i'm working on this hey just giving you an update man i'm going into my sophomore year i'm working really hard hey uh, it's, it's my big summer here's here's my aau schedule if you want to check me out those are the type of guys they're going to look at and say okay this kid's serious about my program i'm going to really yeah. see his progression then that's when they potentially will sign their letter of intent and then that's when it's binding okay. but the offer portion it's basically, I'm a, I'm a head coach. I look at you as a player. I say, hey, man, I really like you. I got a spot for you when you're a junior. Yeah. I got a spot for you uh, yeah. come next year. Yeah. That is an offer, but there's nothing binding okay. to it. It's or, just me. Or a kid gets the offer and then posts something they shouldn't on social media. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, it's, it's just, it's so easy, unfortunately, to get it yanked. Yep. Yeah. You know, they yeah. don't think you're good for the look or the program. That's another big that. thing. I'm glad you brought that up, especially for these kids to hear, you know, if you do are lucky enough to get an offer early, you really need to reflect and take a clean look at your social media. Mm. Um, and your Finstas ain't private, yeah. as we have found out <laughs> with the Internet. Right. Ain't nothing private exactly. these days. You need to be very <laughs> mindful of what you're posting on your stories, what you're doing. Cause at the end of the day, yes, you're kids, you're 16. You want to have some fun. I get it. Just don't record it. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, the best yeah. advice I can give you. Like LeBron son. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't maybe don't record it. This, <laughs> this thing called the internet, it's not the matrix. It's um, it has effects <laughs> in the real world. So, you know, that's, that's the, one thing I would say uh, amongst the age group in this room that yeah. differs from the age yeah. group now, all the dumb shit we did wasn't recorded. You know, <laughs> I got like, you know, the real pictures. Of right. right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know that, but hopefully that gives yeah. you all the information or they get knowledge. injured. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. sometimes mm, or the coach leaves the school. Exactly. Yeah. Or the coach my leaves brother in baseball yep. with a couple coaches. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, it, there's a there's variables yeah. to it, man. But it's, yeah. it's the offer in terms of yeah. I'm not negating it. Like if a coach is saying, hey, man, we like you. Is, is that not legit? No, it is legit. Mm -hmm. But yeah. there is intangibles to it. It's yeah. not mm -hmm. just, oh, we got this spot and we're waiting three years for you. Right. Like, no, dude, you have to. You yeah. have to Copy put your best foot forward. Yeah, exactly. Nice <laughs> <in your store. laughs> so those, those portraits. Man. Yeah, exactly. Right. You got to do something, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I, um, no, so I wanted to uh, talk about open runs. Yeah, um, yeah. That's kind of becoming more and more of a thing. You know, I don't that's know great. if you guys noticed. I, yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying. It's actually a really positive thing. Uh, Tom Tran 
does yeah. his thing with uh, Jay Baines, and they're yeah. doing their open runs and um, getting a lot of high-level guys. Obviously, Ted's doing his thing. I, I do my open runs, which is just open to the public. I think 24-Hour Fitness and Cal Fit starting to open up again. So My partner's down in L.A. been going crazy with hey. the women's runs. Yeah, oh, nice. Gosh, nice. it's been crazy down there. So I, I just think um, I just think it's pretty cool. I just wanted to talk about that on the show, but I think it's pretty cool having a – just having that sense of normalcy again, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? One one thing I was even looking at, too, um, kind of, I guess, another pseudo-beneficial side of COVID because it forced guys to go outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So street ball has become kind of popular yeah. again. You know what I mean? I, I know our era, it was mm-hmm. huge. Hoop but it up. Yeah, exactly, right? I mean, Hoop yeah. it up and one. And one, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, um, it is kind of nice to see that again. Yeah. Because um, I, I, I've driven by, like, Maidu Park, over in Rockland and there's people out there actually hooping yeah. and stuff now. And I don't know in your guys area, but I'm, I looks like you got guys <laughs> running. Been outside. Outside. <laughs> I want to be back in the gym. Man. I've been outside, outside the whole pandemic. That's true. I'm that's true. To be back in the gym. Next <laughs> so, but it's nice to have the option of both. For sure. I don't know, but I've been getting burned outside. So. <laughs> it's nice to, for these kids to, I think not be, not that they're spoiled, but not be like, Oh, I can't work out. Cause I don't have a gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah, know, you for just, sure. you're like, okay. <laughs> Guess you, you know, that's <laughs> good. That, yeah, right? Right. Just uh, punch the kid in the face when he says that. I had to add that. that. You're I not a real that. hooper. That's yeah. not yeah. a real All hooper. Right. I wasn't going to say it. But <laughs> right. I'm going to play the real hooper. Every time I hear a kid like, I can't, I can't do it outside. Bring or I can't, it up I just, back where there's gravel the on the yeah, court. Exactly. You know, I've, I've gotten parents who are like, how long? More, how much more longer are you going to be outside? I'm like, what the hell? Like, what you mean? Not saying that. That's like every single time. I um, there's a lot of three on threes going about to go on too. Yeah. So that's yeah. another update. Uh, uh, I've noticed there's some. There's going to be a three on three at the grounds. I think they're doing. There's a. Now that some three on threes going on in the base, so it seems like people are bringing three on three culture yeah. back too. The legend gym I saw. Yeah, 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 with Tabitha and Tabitha. them. Shout out to uh, yep. Tabitha. Yep. I definitely want to uh, get her and uh, Janae. Yeah, they said they uh, they want to do the show. So yep. splash for you too, because they. Uh, I'm trying to get them on the show more. I um, uh, no, I I like that. I like that the basketball cultures I getting think better. This is my thought with the three-on-three stuff, and I've talked to Ted about this, so maybe someone will steal my idea. But (laughs) in terms of development, right, you get kids, you train, and I'm sure maybe you've experienced this, right? And then you go put them on five-and-five situations, and it's like, you know, what do we just work on, you know? So having that three-on-three league, you know, because the kid, every kid is going to get more touches. Every kid's going to go put in the scenarios, um, and I think they just develop quicker. You know, three um, on three. Yeah, 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 just having three on three leagues. Yeah, you yeah, know, half sure. court things. Of I that think that nature. would be a good idea, especially younger. Right. You know, right. as as they develop. So. Well, because I think we all can agree to this and attest to this too. You know, uh, half court basketball is IQ basketball, yeah. right? It it negates the athleticism. It right. negates because fast break basketball is athletes, right? right? Yeah. That's the athlete, the athleticism kicking in, which no knock to it, but. You you want your kids to develop IQ, so I think three on threes and and is an easy way to do it, right? Because yeah. and then 
Also expose your shitty defenders. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like if you can't play defense, oh, it gets exposed. Because yep. yeah. they're going to keep running pick and roll action yep. on your ass. Like, oh, pick and roll. Here he is. Here he is again. Like, we're going to make you a welcome mat, right? Yep. So I, I, I like three-on-three culture, I think. Uh, but, again, it could be a reflection on why we look at the game the way we look at it. You know what I mean? So uh, I want to do some quick shout-outs for some of our uh, Patreon members. Uh, they – Appreciate you guys. Uh, like I said, shout out on the show. Um, I'll use your patron names. I don't want to use your government names. So <laughs> make sure you guys are the, uh, Kimberly Hope. Uh, appreciate you and all you've done for supporting us. Um, Dell, Dell, love you to death. Uh, uh, appreciate you uh, helping helping the show out. Definitely. Um, uh, who else? Let me get everybody. Um, oh, um, M. Golada. That's um, he's the. Uh, He's the director and head coach for uh, Control Chaos. Uh, that's my boy, Martel. Um, good coach, good dude, really passionate. Um, definitely yells at the kids like me, so I'm a fan. <laughs> um, uh, Matt Johnson, my boy, Matt Johnson. Uh, appreciate you, man. He He's always been a big supportive, uh, b- good hooper, great hoop background, so appreciate you supporting as well. And uh, let me see. I think I have one more on the list. Not the set. Stokes, last episode. Uh, Love to ball. Love to ball 33. <laughs> so I, I, I don't even know who that is, but I appreciate you. <laughs> love I pre- you too. <laughs> For real. Appreciate, appreciate you supporting, uh, supporting the show and um, helping us out. Uh, with all that being said, I'm just happy to be back. Happy to see you guys. Happy yes, to see you, Ty, Mark, and Jules. Thank you for being on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. No problem, Mark. You got anything left? No. Um, it was nice meeting you. you um, as well. I actually have some questions to ask you after the show about the Drew Hanlon thing because I'm curious as well. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that's Mark's guy right there. For real, uh, uh, Ty. Now that we've given you a mic, do you oh, have anything man, to say? Yeah, you know I got a shameless plug now. So, you know, <laughs> Ty McClarty photo, Ty McClarty video. Hey. Uh, if you need senior pictures, graduation pictures, basketball pictures, football pictures, Mark, I just uh, I got to show you. Uh, just did Marcus Jelpy's highlight. Hey. Shout out Marcus Jelpy. He was on our show. Uh, yep. National champ Puerto Rico yes, just sir. did his highlight video. Number one high jumper in the Man, U.S. Whatever you need, holla at me. Time machine graphics, I do all that stuff. Whatever you need, let me know. And Thanks the, for giving me a mic, man. And the man, oh, of course, brother. We got, we got, we got, we keep trying to add to the show, man. You, you, you a part, you a big piece of this, man. No, I'll talk about <laughs> No, he does great work. Obviously, if you've seen the YouTube, if you've seen the stuff he does, um, the photos, everything is great work, man. Please hit him up. Please, please support him, uh, brother. Brother just very passionate about what he's doing um you got uh your other baby coming soon too oh man yeah i got my second son on the way hey two boys back to back oh man so you're gonna have some sleep sleepless nights brother yeah they're already sleepless just Uh, adding adding another cog to the to the wheel of the day nice brother nice um jules again thank you for being on the show appreciate it i really appreciate you um we got just so you guys listen i'm gonna have uh, social media links linked to uh her instagram um she's doing a podcast herself i definitely uh, uh tell you guys check it out man um she's she, i love the positive stuff you post all the time Thank like the, the different quotes and stuff I, i'm a fan i see all i right. see the i see the instagram <laughs> no um definitely uh check her out she's she's good people she loves basketball she loves the program uh mark you got any uh last words Oh, man, let, let the summer begin. Yeah, man, everybody be safe out there. Uh, we know, you know, COVID, uh, we're getting through it. 
Um, everything's opening up. July's kicking around. Athletes, be safe. Take care of your bodies. Um, that's going to be a big month for some of you guys, and there's going to be a lot of scholarships to throw out there. I know that because colleges are looking, uh, and, and we'll keep progressing from there. Everybody be safe. Uh, enjoy your nights. Enjoy, enjoy your summer, and uh, we'll catch you next time. And we are out.